Hi, my name is Ulrich, and uh, this is Rose Untraveled. I'm going to use that for every single... <laughs> need, like, the smooth <laughs> jazz intro, right? <laughs> smooth jazz. You're here with Marcus Vandenberg, <laughs> and this is the Rose Untraveled podcast. <laughs> need, like, the deep, like... Uh, That's amazing. Deep voice right here. Barry White, hey baby, you just arrived. The roads and travel park. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Lather up, slide on in. <laughs> oh, that's no, you're not ready for this. <laughs> not ready for this. We're actually here, though. Like we're we're actually listeners. We're not actually kidding. We're actually here. It's <laughs> this is podcast episode seventy six. We've got like a full cast. Um, and this this actually hasn't happened in a long time. Um. We have someone that has not been on the podcast before. That's true. The last time this happened, actually, I think was you, Kevin. Yep. Like months ago. That's yeah, probably. Be back. Yeah, it was before I had this place. July, maybe. Yeah. June, July. That was the last time we had a new new guest. I think. Other than Sid, actually, we had Sid on the podcast. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Russ, how's it going? Hello. Good. Kevin. Very good. In the room again. Thank you. And Ulrich. Hey guys. Returning. Returning. Co- <laughs> co-host. C sixty three aficionado. No. Yeah, we got to do the the uh, new person car thing, remember? Yes. That was the thing. I don't know if that still continues, but... You must know. Do you know what we do for new listeners? I do. Okay, first car. First car, 1980 Volkswagen Jetta, four-door, light green on light green, fake wood dash... Oh, nice. Oh, really? Possibly turn me off of Volkswagens for life. (laughs) Is that... Wait, is that stock? Just like a... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was was a horrible, horrible car. But, but it's that was the first car, right? You just, you, it's a car, right? It has four it's, wheels. You know, and you're stoked about it. it yeah. The times it ran, it was amazing. The times <laughs> it ran, <laughs> like, so uh, you know, I can't, you know, can't fault it too much, right? Yeah. So, so did you get that like <clears throat> right when you had when you got your license, or no? It was probably a year later. Right. So I okay. started going to college on the other side of town. So yeah, I needed a car because that was I was living in Nanaimo, and the public transit is certainly not where it is here. No. Not improved the at all. The little experience. No, yeah. So, I mean, that was like, it was a $500 car I got from my cousin, and you know, it was in reasonably good shape. Yeah, yeah. Know? But, you know, it was just old. Hey, at least you got like something in the family so you can have like, you can have uh, to fingers blame. to point. Yeah, yeah. To blame <laughs> <laughs> when something goes wrong. Right. It's so. like, ah, oh, you didn't keep up on the maintenance. <laughs> okay, well, we so. we got lots of maintenance later. <laughs> uh, current car. Current car, I have two cars. Yeah. Um, as a lot of your viewers may know, I have the V6 MR2 with the, the 3.5 liter. Amazing car. So it's all right. It's no, to this day, it's, it's probably one of the most exciting cars I've. Like, I'm not joking. It's one of the most exciting cars I've ever been in. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, for me, after a while, you know, the power gets. You, you get used to certain things, right? But yeah. It's, yeah. It's still fun, like taking people for rides the first time, and yeah. you know, yeah, just like slowly building the revs. <laughs> you let off for a second and then floor it, and then just boom. Yeah. <clears throat> it trust me, like. We film with people with like six or seven hundred wheel horsepower cars, and we get in, and it's like, it's a very like sensory overload, yeah. and it's, and then you talk to them, and they're like, eh, I want like an extra hundred horsepower. Yeah. Like, you are actually <laughs> insane. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you don't need it, like that much power. It's crazy. Oh, uh, maybe I could use down a hundred. Yeah, and we'll see. I'll have to try it out, and then sure we'll report yeah. back. Report yeah. back. Yeah. So, so I have that MR two, and I just. Uh, a few weeks ago, for a winter beater, I bought a 2008 Acura CSX Type S. Is that like the smallest Acura? Yes. Four-door? Four yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, Canada only. Uh, it's like the EL. 
Oh, okay. Was, so it's just a fancy Civic, essentially. Or this is the Type S, so it's a Civic Si. Oh, nice. okay. But Does it have VTEC? Or? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. got nice. all the VTEC. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's what makes it go on three no. wheels. <laughs> it's one of the perks you get with VTEC. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so I haven't. I just I just put a big sway bar on it so I can all across and turn yeah. better, turn rotate a bit easier, right? But that's about it. I yeah, you, you know, I got to save the money for the MR2. So, did you <laughs> do you find that you can like switch between those two cars, the MR2 and your Acura, with like are they similar enough where the characteristics like the characteristics are kind of consistent or no? I would say mostly no. Okay. I mean, there's I mean, physics are physics, so you know, you hit the brake, weight transfers forward. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. That stuff is obvious, right? But but how it drives is, is quite different. The yeah. the first time I took the autocross, I spun out violently twice. Really? <laughs> the first time I spun it one eighty and almost backed into a worker station. And the other time I, I lost it and almost hit the fence. So Oh jeez. <laughs> That's that wasn't accurate? Yeah. That's interesting. That, going from like <laughs> mid engine MR two Which is known to spin out. Right. Exactly. And going to a front you'd engine think, car right? with understeer, you'd think. Yeah. But I've spent years making the MR two grip. Uh, right? This is stock yeah. and it's a very foreign experience. Fair it's enough. a long time since I've owned a front drive car. So. Fair enough. Right. And right. front engine. And it was me just being a little like ham fisted. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's, it's taught me a bit more patience, a bit more finesse. So. Fair enough. <clears throat> oh, sure. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's probably will help my driving. Mm-hmm. You know, if you learn to be a little bit more precise. Yeah. Carry a bit more momentum. Yeah. Do you have like a certain date that you're going to put the MR2 back on the road? Or is it basically like... Temperature wise and like weather wise or I, what? I always shoot to have it running kind of beginning of April. Yeah. And okay. that way I have call it a month as kind of shakedown for whatever I've done in the winter, right? Because we always like to go to the Toyota Fest car show in Long Beach in every the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. So if I have a week, I drive around, put a couple hundred thousand kilometers on it and you know see what's hopefully what. like the loose bolts will have either loosened uh. <laughs> enough that I find them or die. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so that's... That's what you drive? That's the plan. So that's what I drive. So you've owned a lot of MR2s, and that brings me to the next question. Dream cars. Now, we, we you could say dream car. We kind of, like, split this into two. It's, like, a dream car that, like, you could put together a 10-year plan and be like, in 10 years, I can own this car. Mm-hmm. Or, and then there's, like, a Veyron or something. Okay, so, so unattainable dream car. I don't... You know, I don't spend a lot of time, like, thinking so much about the supercars and stuff just because they're so far yeah like out of reality yeah but uh probably like something by koenigsegg whatever their latest is their one one or Riera, R- Riera, yeah. right and i i like that because of like just the batch of crazy engineering that goes into that oh that, yeah like, but it just yeah. blows my mind when you watch like those drive videos right yeah. inside koenigsegg so that would be probably the one that, that's what ulrich and i like talk about a lot is just the difference. I mean, a lot of people talk about this, but the difference between like Horatio Pagani and mm-hmm. Christian von Koenigsegg, and how Christian von Koenigsegg is actually pushing the engineering like limits of what automobiles can do. Yeah. And uh, Horatio Pagani is just like, no, we gotta have the leather like perfect. Well, gotta look a certain way. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. kind of like yeah. the mad scientist versus an artist. Mm-hmm. The mad. Like Horatio Pagani <laughs> is definitely <laughs> yeah. an artist. Whereas Christian von Koenigsegg is definitely a mad scientist. Yes. And they're both yeah, a bit insane. Yeah, they're both yeah. definitely nuts. <laughs> but in both fantastic ways. Yes, right? yes. I mean, both, I of the, both the companies and the cars they create are just blowing your mind yeah. amazing, right? Like, yes. Yeah. I would happily drive either one anytime. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no question. No question. <clears throat> so what's the other one? What's the other dream car? Realistic. I, the realistic dream car? See, this. I, I was thinking about this leading up to today. 
and uh, I had a couple ideas, mm-hmm. but I think what I would like to do is build something. Oh yeah, of and course, I, yeah. I like I wouldn't just like go buy an NSX or something, which would be great. What I'd like to do is build something just batshit crazy. Sure. And so I had two ideas, and for a long time I, I thought I'd just try and like build my own like tube frame car. Right. Right. Just something real simple, <laughs> yes, yeah. Adam style. Yeah. But yeah. then I thought I had another idea, and this is an idea that I had a couple years ago. Um, what I wanted to buy, what I'd love to buy and build, is a 2006 Toyota Yaris. Yeah. Got that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine, like the V6 I have in my two in my MR2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put that, that in there. Yeah. And then I'm going to cut the trunk out and put another one in the back. <laughs> oh, okay. You just won like That's the best <laughs> dream car. That's amazing. It's right? ever been set on so the So when podcast. you think about it, you can buy a Yaris for like $4,000. Yeah. Yep. You can yep. buy that motor for two grand. Okay. So I'm wow, for, really? Okay. Right? Yeah. So that's $8,000. So you buy an MR2 transmission for the back one. You buy a Camry transmission for the front one. Right. Right? So you have the linkage, right? Oh my god. So it's just a so when you think about it, an and then, I mean, <laughs> so, so you think 10 grand, and then of course you somewhere between double and triple it for yes. all the other stuff because it's going to need a cage, it's going to need yeah. suspension, and it's going to need giant motherfucking brakes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, it'll, it'll have to have like giant, like the rear windows, it would be a two door, so the rear windows would be like air scoops, and I'd have to put probably a radiator in the back window. And <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so you're basically building like a Group B rally car, but two engines. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. But yeah. Do you like some side exit exhausts or something? But like then think crazy. about it. Like that engine can be relatively stock and it's 600 horsepower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? You've got two Just of them. out of the box, it's yep. a 600 horsepower four-wheel drive Yaris. You've got a... That's kind of nice. Run, running on regular gas. <laughs> yeah, running on... Yeah. <laughs> so it's fuel efficient. <laughs> wow. Well, no. no. Yeah, I wonder how that would work. Like as far as like the technical side of... You'd have to have two different fuel systems... Well, you need two fuel pumps. Could you pull? Um, yeah, you could pull out of the same fuel yeah. tank. Yeah, you definitely could. That fuel tank would empty rather quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no kidding. There, there would be a lot of room for a fuel tank, so. this the, You know what this sounds like, Russ? This sounds like you're building a perfect car for, like, a bull run <laughs> rally or something. Yeah. Put, like, a fuel cell in there or something. And Box like, flares. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to <laughs> just to get enough tire right. on the road to actually go yeah. somewhere. Yeah, those, those 185s probably wouldn't cut it. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I think that I think that might be the way to go. That's great. Listeners, please email us at <laughs> roadsuntraveledshow at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about Russ's dream car. I think that's like one yeah. of the best. If you want to donate parts or money. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsors are welcome. Yeah. yeah, or if you're like just some crazy person and have the resources and time especially to yeah. build this. Mm. Uh, build and it and donate it to the show. And <laughs> Russ will drive we'll it. We'll happily drive the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be great. So good answer. That's very good. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's was not good. expecting that. <laughs> so it's snowing outside. It sure is. Um, yeah. And it's actually not as cold. Like now, it's actually not that cold. But it was very cold for a while. Uh, and Kevin, you were driving your, your like your daily in your MX Five. Yep. How's that? It's pretty scary. Wait, you're on you're on winter tires though now, aren't you? I am, but awesome. Okay. On now, they really don't make that big of a difference, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Just because the way it's been snowing here, it's been snowing and then raining and then freezing. Yes. And turning the highway into a big ice sheet. So yeah. no one gets gripped regardless unless they have studded tires, which no one does. No one does. So I was actually riding shotgun in a friend's Miata last week who did have studded tires because I was like, how are you getting this crazy amount of front end grip in just like the frozen roads? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got studded tires. I'm like, yeah. 
it makes sense. <laughs> it's actually got a lot of grip. I don't know if I could ever run studded tires. I, I think maybe I could like run them for like one season, and then I'd have to do like some mad like sparky burnout. And then... Yeah, they just become... right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just couldn't have the willpower to just. <laughs> well, that's the problem with studded tires, right? You kind of have to drive them on ice. ice. Only. Yeah. yeah, as soon as it's tar, you just wreck them probably. Yeah, and it's it's just a pain to keep like switching out. Like I have a set of steelies and winners, and a set of like my stock wheels with summers. Mm-hmm. But anything more than that is a little bit excessive. excessive. <laughs> like six, I have six sets at home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, now, well, now, like my family has six cars. The way weird things have happened. So. Sure. Yeah. I have four full sets of tires and wheels too, because <laughs> I have two full sets of MR2 wheels still. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I know a guy that might need some rest. <laughs> Marcus is like, <laughs> literally I literally just occurred to me that you sold your MR2 and you have spare MR2 wheels. Because yeah. Marcus's are damaged. Stop. Oh, I was talking about going back to summers. Like when, when summer right. hits and I go back to summers. But mm-hmm. I do need new steelies, like bad. Like I can't, like I couldn't drive my car out here. Like that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, it, like it's fine. It drives around town. And like I said, it's the actual. The wheel seems fine. It's like the tires just like pushed in. What happened, um, Marcus? Oh, I was definitely just snow drifting <laughs> and uh, swung a little wide and kind of overestimated where yeah. the curb is. Yeah, it's fine. It happens. It happens. Yeah, it was. I mean, the first time we hit it like pretty hard, but then we just kept driving because I was like, it wasn't hard <laughs> enough where I'm gonna have to pull over and you know check. I don't even expect any damage. <laughs> well, it was kind of one of those moments where you, we hit it, kept going, and b- both of us were just like sitting in the car going like. Does it feel weird? Nah, it feels fine. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, the steering wheel's not shaking. Like, we're, if I let go of the steering wheel, we're still tracking straight. It's fine. And then, oh, that's fine. Yeah, and then I hit the front one the other night when I was actually getting pretty decent at like drifting in the snow. It's very exciting stuff. And then, uh, no, I just hit a patch and like kind of understeered and just <laughs> boom, really, really hard into the curb. <laughs> yeah, not good. Yeah, I saw you uh, sliding that MR2 around today. Actually, pretty good considering, like in snow and mid-engine, you actually get some pretty good lock out of it and hold it really well. Yeah, it depends on the conditions. It's like, well, today by your house, the snow, it was pretty much impossible. It's just un- like I almost understeered into a pole. Like it was, <laughs> it's just like full lock. It, it was really because it's like you have the tracks where all the other cars are going, yep. right? And so that's kind. It's still slippery, but it's kind of grippy. And then you just have big piles of snow, and that's where you understeer or slush, rather, actually. Yeah. yeah. More like slush. It's the the MR2 is cool in the snow because you get weight over the drive wheels, which is great, right? Yeah. But that I mean, those cars they understeer quite a bit too. They do, depending yeah. on how it's driven, right? It's yeah. also because again, you don't have the weight over the front. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but it's not bad. I like them. That's good. I would never buy one though. That's why you're here. <laughs> why? Because you don't fit. <laughs> no, you know what? To be fair, I kind of I do fit. You do fit, just yeah, yeah. not as comfortably as I would like. Right. Like I. 300 ZX, C63, bigger bigger cars, right? Uh, Is uh, the storage space a thing for you too? Because the 300 ZX has quite a bit more storage space. Yeah, a ton of space in it. Yeah. Um, No, you know what? I've never actually gotten in a car and been like, oh, I wish I had more seats or I wish I had more trunk space. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not, I don't really drive around with much stuff and my dad's got a truck that i can just jack from him if i need to yeah well there you go and well, i know you can fit a 27 inch crt in the front of a mark one mr2 wow wait like in the front like in the no in the passenger seat oh really okay wow all right <laughs> nice 
I put my snowboard in the passenger seat one time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was good. And now I bought I bought a roof rack off of Mark actually. Nice. Last week, Ulrich and I went to see him. And uh, oh yeah, we were, okay. We were in his garage. He stuffed <laughs> Mark two and that Mark one in that garage, and he said it took about a day. And I was like, yeah, oh I'm God. not, I'm not surprised to be completely honest. Well, no, it probably took a day to clean the garage out. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause there's like, what? Enough space for you to barely squeeze around between both cars and the wall. And then between the two cars, there's probably two inches. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's, yeah, it's in there squeezed in there pretty good. Yeah. But it was doable. It That's was doable. Yeah. Part. It was doable. <laughs> to measure that a couple of times just to double check. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of, it's, Kind of disappointing though, coming back to the whole snow because I bought a roof rack off him, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get. I still haven't got the actual snowboard part to put on, right? Right. But um, the plan was because Ulrich lost his license, as people know. Um, uh, he's got it back now. But the plan was <laughs> right after he lost it because uh, we had we had plans to go to like Big White at some point, like January, February, and uh, he was gonna drive the truck and yeah. then just stuff everything in there. But since that wasn't gonna be an option, we were just gonna be like, oh, well, we could take the MR2 and then somebody else can take their two seater, right? So put the snowboard, but now like I got, can drive the truck again. Yeah, so <laughs> all of that in vain. The oh, testing yeah. for the MR2 will be like, can it get up to Cyprus in the snow? Which I'm sure it can. But I bought a roof rack for my car years ago, and it was kind of a home built. I saw a picture of that. Yeah, yeah. But I tried it out a few times. I had race tires on it one time, put a bike on it one time. Nice. And then I haven't used it for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm kind of, uh, I've seen pictures of MR2s with the ones, you know, the ones that people get for, uh, not many people do this, but with, uh, like Lambos, like Gallardos, and it'll like go over the engine bay, mm-hmm. it'll go across the entire thing. I looked up pictures of that on MR2s, yeah. doesn't look that great. No, it doesn't. But <laughs> I, I think it's because the MR2s physically is such a small car. Yeah. Like yeah. if you look at Lambos and stuff, they're big. Yep. And aggressive styling, and the boxes they get on them are like aggressive styling too. But right? also on the, on the Lambos, the the height of like the rear deck to the height of the roof is very they're very close. Where in like especially in the first gen MR2, where that roof rack is more prevalent, it's a it's a big difference. Right? Yeah, that's true as well. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't have well, you being Kevin. Kevin does not have um, an MR2 anymore. Nope, I sold it. Do you regret it? Not at all. No? no, I knew that was coming. No, <laughs> is it just because no. of like? It's probably because I now drive a Miata, as opposed to if I like sold it and was driving a Saturn SL2, a Saturn SL2, <laughs> oh, God. or something. <laughs> but yeah, the Miata is a lot of fun, and we swapped cars on My a road f- trip, and he's like fucking gone. Okay, here, okay, <laughs> okay here. I want to clarify something, Kevin. You're making it sound like I was abusing your car. Okay. I did not. I drove your car just as hard as I drove Russ's car. I dro- actually, well, a little bit harder probably because when I when I drove Russ's car, it was a little bit damp. Um, but no, it's first time driving a convertible. Are we recording again? Yeah, yeah, we're recording again. Um, and I was laughing the entire time. The MX-5 is like one some of the most fun I've ever had in a car. I have never driven one, but I me neither. It always looks fantastic. Like when you when you hear people talk about like yeah. they lost after this thing, like it's some holy automotive. Crayola, I don't know. <laughs> Honest, honestly, it's if good. I was like a couple inches shorter, I would buy MX-5 in a heartbeat mm-hmm. and turbo it. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it. I'd turbo MX-5s look so much fun. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I would definitely turbo mine as well if it wasn't a fuel economy thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also like, daily. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. whatever. The MR2 is my daily. Yeah, but aftermarket turbo kit versus... 
from factory turbo. Yeah, but if you do it properly and yeah. you're not pushing the boost too hard, That's even right. 200 horsepower in the uh, first gen Miata is like pretty crazy. That would be great. Would well, be what nice. you're really looking for, mm. I feel like, out of it, if you're putting a turbo on a Miata, is basically just torque where you don't have torque. I Which feel is like everywhere. That's what the supercharger's for. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess they. A lot of people do supercharge MX fives. Yeah. What does it rev to? I don't know, like seven thousand RPM or something. Marcus. <laughs> Sixty-five, probably. Very funny. That's actually pretty high for a smaller engine. Yeah. Oh, I want to go back. I wish we had. Did we have GoPros running on the Miata when I was driving it? No, I don't think we did. I was following you in the C sixty three. Yeah, where are we going? You were t- attempting to. <laughs> no, nah, I wasn't. I was attempting to. Fo- no, I was following. I you. got to the point where I could just start to feel the back end begin to slip. No, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but that's more so just because of skinny tires. That and the fact that you weren't like revving the hell out of it. It was no. just like no, using weight yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was a very tight road. To be fair, it was like a second, maybe third gear road. Um not going to say where this road is because <laughs> it's Mexico City. <laughs> really bumpy road, but stunning road too, yeah. to be honest. No, it was fun because I was driving your MR2 at the oh, time. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I drove your MR2 then harder than I had ever driven mine. So it was fun. I was like, well, <laughs> if he's, yeah. he's going to be driving my car like that, I'm going to be driving his car. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I hard. To, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. No, it was really fun. Yeah. Every time I um, uh, like hand the keys to someone or I go to teach someone uh, like manual transmission, um, which I've done a couple times in my MR2, and people are like, you're crazy. I'm like, it's an open parking lot. You're... Yeah. It's fine. Like, whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, I tell people, like, that have actually driven quick-ish cars, you know, something with, like, 250, 300 horsepower. Like, you have to rev it, like, at least past, like, 5,500, 6 grand, you know? Like, come on, give her. <laughs> give... <laughs> yeah. But I'm... When's the last time you drove uh, stock, quote-unquote, MR2, Russ? I think the last time I drove a stock um, stock-ish MR2 was um, I drove Mark's Turbo at Autocross a couple times. Oh, nice. Okay. Last winter, I think. Yeah. Do you ever like sort of because like a big thing for me going from the 300 to the C63, two completely unrelated cars. Oh yeah. But the one big thing is Turbo NA. Yeah. The one thing that I kept telling Marcus is like I miss turbos. Like I don't care like if there's lag. Or, I just miss the. F- sound and the feel of like turbo spooling like oh there it is do you ever miss that no 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 i mean my my mr2 i bought it specifically to do this right it was a non-turbo automatic right oh (laughs) but in i've driven a few turbos before but you know coming back to a turbo now the turbo mr2 specifically right it's like you 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 break into a hard corner you turn you step in your gas the gas i'm like nothing for yep. fuck's sake, let's go. Yep. Like, come yes. on. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it just, I find it more, almost more frustrating. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for, especially because you do a lot of autocross, yeah. that's, you don't want a turbo really. Depends on the, the car in the class. Right. Um, definitely one of the things that, uh, like driving your car and then going back to mine, it was definitely that like immediacy for mm-hmm. sure. Is it like your car is definitely like, I mean, it's, it is a different car. Yeah. It is a different car by all means, like in every sense of the word to yeah. um, my stockish MR2. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine's got like pretty much like just blown shocks and just everything's <laughs> just, it's like, it's kind of a mess. Like it, it right, it's, it's fine. The engine works. It's, it's what to be, it's to be but, expected at that age. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. When the car came over here, clutch was slipping, turbo was done. Uh, and that was just not fun. Lots of money, 
lots of time. <laughs> time, yeah, lots of time yeah. too. Yeah. And you had sold your marquee at that time. Marquee, yeah, I did not have a, a different car. Yeah, I had to like either bus out. Yeah, I had to bus out there to the shop in Surrey a couple times because I basically right when I picked it up at the port uh, on Anasis Island, mm-hmm. I towed it to basically the closest shop across the Alex Fraser <laughs> in Surrey because I'm like, okay, then it's kind of easier to get a bus to anywhere okay. in Surrey from South Surrey, right? Um, so I did that and it was there for, oh yeah, and then I went to California mm-hmm. with my girlfriend at the time and then I came back and then I had to, I got to pick it up like a month, it was at the shop for like a month oh. or more. Yeah, I hate when my car's in the shop. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I want to drive it, but I broke it. Yeah. it I have separation bad. anxiety. It's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, now, now I'm good because I know the car's at home. Yeah. But if it's somewhere else, I just feel uneasy. Yeah. You know, just... so a couple times I've taken my, my car, it'll be in the shop or something, and people be like, oh, I saw your car driving around. Like, I don't know, it was in the shirt. I was like, it's not. I'm not driving it either. So <laughs> why did you see it driving around? <laughs> but... I know, some guy doing poles down Kingsway. Yeah. <laughs> That's too good. Yeah. No, that's definitely happened with the 300. Really? Yeah. Like someone says like, oh, so you're ripping up and down King George. I was like, I haven't driven that car in a week. It's that fountain tire. <laughs> <laughs> so they're ripping up and down King George. <laughs> and the worst part was on that particular time was I had to source all the parts because oh, this guy didn't like he, it was a Japanese specific shop and mm-hmm. like he was familiar kind of with that like nineties Toyotas, mm-hmm. right? But not second gen MR2s specifically. So <laughs> I was in there like. Once a week, at least twice a week, if not, and just kind of bringing stuff in and yeah, that, that's a tricky part with yeah. one of these older like special uh, specialty cars, for lack of a better word, right? No, definitely. Like the you know nobody like you even take that thing to a dealer and they don't they don't even know what to do with it, right? Yeah, like because nobody there's old enough to remember like when they were even sold usually. Right? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's so, true. Actually, I think it's tricky. Yeah, dealerships suck in general, to be honest. I've, I've ranted about this before, <laughs> but no, the one time that we went to get the thing for the three hundred. I'm, I'm sorry, I know this is an MR2 podcast, but I keep going back to it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Getting, like, the rare main seal, and the, he kept trying to sell me, like, a f- seal for the front of the kit, like a package kit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's, like, a $200 kit. I just want, like, a $20 rare main seal. And he's the like, one, oh, yeah. I hate dealerships. <laughs> Anyways. Every time we drive by, I'm, like, two minutes away from the Toyota dealership in South Surrey, and every time we drive by, I'm like, hey, the, they should come out and say hi to the good Toyota. <laughs> the cool Toyota. <laughs> Do you guys it, remember us at all? Yeah, yeah, they haven't seen one of those in a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, now, sorry, go ahead. I was kidding. Now it's great because we got Mark working the parts dealer. Oh, really? He's the parts guy at uh, Patterson and Surrey. Oh, nice. So, so if he needs something, go knows. talk to him. Oh, yeah, perfect. So He'll actually know what Then what he knows <laughs> exactly what, he's, what you're talking about, right? Oh, that's great. Yeah. I was talking to Ulrich about this on the way here. Um, how for my first... My first car was a Mazda B2200, but my parents bought that for... Me and for their like second car, mm-hmm. it's like a fifteen hundred dollar truck or whatever. So that was my first car. But the first car I actually bought with my own money was my ninety seven Accord mm-hmm. with like three no two eighty two hundred eighty thousand kilometers or whatever. Um, and it was between that and uh, I forget what generation Celica it is, but you know the one with like the rounded, not the one with like the four rounded mm-hmm. headlights, but the one with like the slit in the grill. Yep, rounded butt pop ups. Yes, fifth yeah. gen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fifth gen. Yeah. It was between those. It was going to be like an NA Celica. Because I, I was like, you know, it's, it looks like a sports car, right? It looks good. Yeah. But uh, even though it is front-wheel drive. It looks it's... like a rally car. Yeah. I had one of those all tracks. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember you saying something about that. Yeah. Doesn't Fantastic. Mark also have one? He's got uh, the generation older. Oh, I see. Yeah. 
Okay, wait. So the generation older is that the one with the four like rounded? Nope, that's the newest. No, sorry. The Mark had the one that went from eighty six to eighty nine, which was the first all track front drive, very squared front end, pop up lights. Right. And then they went in ninety to ninety three. It was rounded with pop up lights. Right. And then in ninety four to ninety eight or nine, they had the four round lights. And then the it's like ninety nine two thousand was the last generation. Right. The, the terrible. The yeah. yeah. You don't like those? <laughs> I, no, not really. Oh. Do you? <laughs> no. To be honest, that's my. That, that was the one that I thought was the best looking out of all of them. Really? I, I cannot stand the one with the four. It, it looks like an okay. alien. No, those ones, but a G- GT four version of those ones with like okay, nice yeah, mud flaps. Yeah, that's enough. a totally different story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair enough. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you on that one, but. Yeah. Uh, We've got a couple of those lined up. We've got uh, two generations of GT4s lined up. One guy with uh, the one you had, mm-hmm. GT4s, guy in the Okanagan has one, and he wants to film. Cool. Very intriguing. Oh, and we're also going to be filming a Caldina, uh, mm-hmm. which it will be the first ever other car that I've driven with a 3S in it. That'll be exciting. That'll be cool, yeah. But yeah, all-wheel drive. So, well, he said it like all-wheel drive, obviously, right? So I'm like, hey, can we take it like to the snow? And stuff, because it's his daily. I just assumed he's got snow tires on it, but no, no snow tires. So, oh. no snow, no dice. <laughs> no dice. It's yeah, you don't need snow tires for snow. No, not at all. Just ask Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <a> difference. <laughs> no, apparently not. How's the, how's the commute? Uh, it's lame. That's why I don't really miss the MR2 at all. Yeah. I'm in stop-and-go traffic for an hour to work and back home. So I think I know the answer to this question. And this is going to be very depressing. Private um, helicopter. But, <laughs> yes, that, that would work, actually, yeah. Um, when was the, was the last time you went on, like, a really nice car-driving-specific drive with me and Ulrich out to, like, uh, Harrison? It was, yes. No, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. that's cool. That was a really good, really good cruise. So it was like, hey, we could do better. <laughs> we always, do better. Always room for improvement. I want to hit that road that goes from Karameas to Penticton on the First Nations Reserve that we did at night as the sun was going down. I want to hit that during the day. Yes, in the middle of the summer. Yeah. Thinking about that, the yeah. actual last time I went, not in a nice car, but me and Michelle were going to Summerland in her Mark IV Golf, and we actually accidentally took a wrong turn, and I think we took that entire road Oh, no. <laughs> really? at, in, at like 1 a.m. So there oh, was wow. no cars on the road <laughs> at all, and... It was cool. Yeah, it's a great, great road. Yeah. Regardless of car. No, I agree. Like, that's the kind of car, the kind of road that you can get any, get in any car. And have fun. And still have fun, yeah. 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 I gotta find this. <laughs> I'll, I'll show it to you. Honestly, I, yeah. basically, we were like, hey, we're going to Penticton, and I was like, I want to find some back roads, mm-hmm. and not just when we get there, but somewhere in between. On the way, yeah. Having a lot of trouble, and then there's just one, basically, at the very end, it splits, and you can either go the highway route, mm-hmm. or you can just take it through the mountains. It's like a half an hour drive if you're driving pretty quick, which is, I mean, that's a decent decent stretch of road. And, uh, yeah, it's tight enough that, like, in an MX-5 would be oh, totally blast, fun. Sure. You'd oh, have yeah. so yeah. much fun. Yeah. And if you were in anything bigger... C63 than... is way too big for that road. <laughs> exactly. Like, the C63 has yeah. honestly got way too much power for that road, and it's physically too big for that road. Mm. I was behind you, and uh, there was definitely one time when... Tail came out, and I definitely had an audible. We were going at a, allegedly, we were going at a decent clip. Yeah, it was fine. It was good. I wasn't worried. No, 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 not worried. 
But it, yeah, it's a fun road. Like, like to be honest, you don't even have to go fast on that road. No, you don't. But Russ's MR2 would be the best car on that road. I feel like. Yeah. Size and power, be. just. We'll have to investigate. And everything. Well, because <laughs> we'll have to in a turbo car, like in my car, by the time I'm I'm exiting a corner, by the time I hit boost, I'm already out of boost. Yeah. I'm already hard on the brakes again. Yeah. That's so, why, like, Russ is quite, yeah. like, instantly <laughs> there's, uh, uh, fun. There's, there's a few Malibu Canyon roads that are like that, where it's like I run it up to the top of second, and you could, like, almost shift into third, but you got to slow down for the corner and then go again. Yes. But it's, some of those roads are, speaking of size, they make the MR2 feel like a big car. Really? Wow, really? Yeah, there's a few of them there where it's, you know, like, there's cliff face on one side and, like, the drop on the other side. <laughs> Did you ever dr- actually drive the snake? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I've driven it a few times. Okay, yeah. how, how was it? Tell me all about it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's cool, but I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, it's not the best one. No. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh, it's just so it's just kind of hyped up. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's not bad. I mean, it's good. There, there's a bunch of like houses on kind of the lower end, right? And uh, but it's still a good road, right? Because mm-hmm. you're coming from the the rock store there, right? And then you kind of whip back and forth. It's good, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's that lower section, there's lots of big trees that kind of cover the road. Yeah, yeah. So even in the middle of summer, it's, it's quite shady in there until you come to the end, that last big corner where everybody likes to wipe out. Yep. <laughs> and then it's all clear <laughs> yeah. and you can go up to the lookout and then just watch them, right? <laughs> I showed Ulrich a video of a, uh, you guys have probably seen it, but it's an M3 that uh, flips on that road or on that corner, the last corner of the snake and just like goes up and flips. But for those of you who don't know, who are listening, uh, Russ was on... Well, if you watched the video of MR2 on Roads of Travel, you know this, but you were down, I guess, almost a year ago now. Not like half a year ago. Or no, a year and a half ago. You were down in uh, California with Matt Farah. Yep. Shooting with the smoking tire. Yep. How was that? Fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, that was down in... It's May. We go every May for Toyota Fest, right? Right, So we, right. we take a couple extra days, have a little bit of fun, kind of before and after the actual day of the show. So leading up to that, I was thinking, yeah, I should email this guy. And yeah. I mean, it, we all watch his videos every day, yeah. right? So I was like, oh, what the hell, right? See if see if he bites. And he'd never driven an MR2, so he said, yeah, sure. So you, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. So first MR2 is a V6, swap. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he said, yeah, meet this place this time. And so I went up there, and uh, I was the first car that got up there. And he was driving a, a Golf R at the time, but right, okay. So I got to chit chat with him while he was taking all his cameras out and. Stuff like that, and he was actually a, a really nice, really sweet guy. Like, yeah, he yeah. The, one of the other guys was asking him about Drive Plus, so he kind of got a oh. little, little bit of a little bit agitated, a little bit of a rant there. But, um, but after that, like, <laughs> understandably, right? yeah, but uh, totally a cool guy, otherwise, right? And and there, and uh, at the very end, when he'd done all the, the three or four cars there, he was he was really gracious. He was like, guys, you know, thank you so much for coming out because you know, without you guys, the <laughs> It wouldn't be much of a yeah. show, right? So, yeah. you know, thanks a lot, right? He was really appreciative. Do you remember what other cars people brought out that day? I do. There was um, there, uh, there was three of us because there was a guy in an EK Civic that broke and couldn't show. Ooh. There was a guy in a Forester, a Turbo Forester. Okay. Um, and he was from Seattle. And his video, came, well, they were shortly after mine. Right. And then there was a third guy in a, a One Series with giant tires that rubbed like a motherfucker. And oh. that, that video never aired. No, oh, really? He, I think he took that car... <laughs> did he mine first or that one first? I forget. But he was gone for like two minutes, came back and was like, dude, you need to do something about this because you're going to die. Wow. It's rubbing that bad. And like the car pulled in and I could smell the burnt rubber. It was bad. Oh. <laughs> because I know like, like Matt Farah hates rubbing cars. Like when he, when he gets... Well, 
when he gets into a rubbing car and he does a video on it, he does not hesitate whatsoever to tell the owner, <laughs> like, this is not good. You t- took, like, you gave me the keys to your car to drive it yeah. fairly, like, have good, uh, like a spirited drive yeah. on this road. A good feel for it. Yeah, and it's not, uh, it's not performing as it should. <laughs> right? That's crazy, though. That's really Yeah, funny. he was just like, nope, this is no good. Yeah. No good. <laughs> Oh man! So wait. So other other than like after you guys stopped filming, did you like kind of explore a little bit more, or did? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what we usually do is take. Usually we take. Uh, I'll, I'll explain the whole trip. Sure. We yeah, take yeah. Uh, instead of going I five because it's boring and terrible. Yeah. So we usually take. Cops do. <laughs> yeah. But there's um, <laughs> Highway ninety seven, which runs through Washington and Oregon. Okay. So okay. we go down to uh, we branch off at the four hundred five in Seattle area, and then that branches out to. I don't know, Yakima or something. And, and so you go, go down basically the middle of the state. Mm-hmm. Across in Oregon is the middle of the state of Oregon. And that's, like, it's beautiful. It's Usually it's one lane either way. Sometimes it's two lanes either way. Nice, okay. But there's, there's so little traffic in comparison, and it's just a beautiful drive, right? And especially in Oregon, once you cross over the river that divides the two states, yep, yep. you get into Oregon, and it's this, these beautiful green, like, low-rolling hills. You can see for miles, and it's, like, long, straight stretch, slight bend. Long street oh, stretch, yes. light bend, and there's nobody there, yep. and you can see for miles. So, what is the time estimated time difference between taking the I five the entire oh, way down? It's nothing. It's not even an hour. Wow. Okay, to, that's, that's awesome. Time, right. Yeah. So it's it, way worth it to just take yeah. a more scenic road. Yeah, it's a more relaxed drive if you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and then but yeah. it spits you out back onto I five um, at Weed, California, Northern California. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we just take I-5 the rest of the way. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's the quick way, right? Because after that, then it's a bit more convoluted and uh, time-consuming. To get, like, over, if you wanted to, to get like, down to PCH LA, right? or... Yeah, that, oh, I've driven all of PCH, and it's beautiful, but goddamn, it takes forever. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, it's, it's so slow. I, see, this is the thing. I hear people, like, I've never, I've been on the PCH as a passenger, but when I was in, like, grade two, when mm-hmm. I, my parents took us to California, but um, I hear from people on different podcasts and YouTube channels and stuff say it's unreal but at the same time there's like lots of traffic and it's kind of overrated is that is that true or no well overrated is kind of an opinion thing right like the view sure. the views are great the road is good the traffic is sucks right okay, depending yeah, on time yeah. of year right because you get you know you get two or three rbs and then behind them you have seven or eight cars and then there's nowhere to pass then when you do pass you can go two cars ahead and then you're still stuck yep so, i mean it depends <laughs> so, on which set which part of pch right i mean it, yeah. you can go all the way up to washington yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like if you drive that road, you're not driving it to get anywhere quickly. You're driving right. it for the view. Yeah. You drive it for the view, and if you get a chance, there's a couple squiggles here and there. But there's some good ones in um, around San, Francis- San Francisco, Big Sur, San Francisco. Okay, yeah. There's yep. some nice roads up, up, leading up there, up and around there. So did you actually... Wait, does the, the I-5 goes through San Francisco directly, doesn't no. it? No, it doesn't. Okay. No, it doesn't. It goes through Sacramento, and then you branch off to San Fran. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. I remember, um, I haven't actually driven in San Francisco, but last time I was there, uh, I was with my parents, and those roads, like, that t- San Francisco takes city driving to an entirely different level. First of all, parking is insane, and you go from, like, an Oxford, like, Oxford Street and White Rock, it's, like, that grade, and then it just, boom, flattened immediately. Yep. Like, if you, if you have a car 
anything long, you're yeah, <laughs> yeah. you might have issues. Yeah, you're gonna scrape. <laughs> There's no limits. Oh, it's actually insane. Yeah. That's oh, and you could see all the scrape marks too, right? Yes, yeah. Or oh, just like deep gouges. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> definitely. Like... You know, sometimes you see that in speed bumps here. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. it's like that, right? That's rough. But, uh, but there's lots of really great driving roads just south of San Francisco, uh, south of the Golden Gate. Oh, okay. Beside yeah. there. There's lots of good, yeah. like just random highways and roads just squiggled all over. Yeah. Right. Huh. California, yeah. that's like, yeah. apparently it's the best place to drive in North America. It's uh, it's pretty good. There's yeah. lots of good stuff there. Yeah. So what would, what would you suggest other than um, uh, Toyota Fest? and shooting with Matt Farah, uh, <laughs> what would you suggest for like a car enthusiast to do? Like you went to the Peterson, correct? Yep. How is that? Like, is that definitely like top of the list for things it's, you gotta go do? It's gotta be very high. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to the Peterson t- twice, I think, because we went, the one year it was closed for renovations. Oh, right. Okay. So we went one year, it was closed one year, and then we went for the, this year where it was open again. Mm-hmm. Peterson is amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. As long as you're open-minded, I guess, right? Some people just like a diehard something, right? right? But if you have sure. even a reasonably yeah. open mind, it's amazing, mm-hmm. right? The way they, they've changed it up, so there used to be that the whole downstairs was one kind of like, um, kind of scene. So they had like some old cars and like they had like the, you know, like the old like 50s cafe type thing and the car, the era cars around it. And, sure, yeah. And stuff like that, right? Right. And then upstairs they had kind of rotating exhibits. Oh, okay, okay. Right? <clears throat> And so the way they've mixed it up now, um, there's a whole bunch of kind of smaller exhibits all over the whole thing, right? And they all rotate. Is is it like a really big place? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Oh man, you can spend hours there. Oh, that's this year so we got cool. there. The way times worked out, we got there right when it opened at ten o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and we were out of there at like maybe one thirty. Okay. But yeah. we were like rushing to get somewhere else because we could have sp- spent another hour to Yeah. No problem. Oh, wow. Right? And so in addition to what they have, like the scenes they have there, they also have what they call the vault tour. I've heard about that, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that basically downstairs is like just like an old garage. It's like underground parking basically. There's, you know, there, there's no decorations, right? It's, yeah. It's yeah. just like parking. Yeah. No one's going down there to like no. take photo shoots or anything. No. Or, they, yeah. they don't let you take cameras. Okay. Yeah. The, there's I actually like at all. there's actually well, you can have it on you. But, oh, I mean, yeah. there's a there's a security guard there that follows the tour. Yeah, to right. make sure you don't take pictures. Wow. Or touch <laughs> stuff. Right? Oh, because like the the cars they have in there are some are some are super rare, some are super expensive, and some are just like batshit weird. So so <laughs> is there is there everything like from let's say like is there things like a 2000 GT there or like a Countach or like what? Sometimes, yet yeah, the, uh, the last time I was there, they had uh, the new GT plus the newest GT upstairs. Mm, okay. Right? Um, downstairs, they have, uh, there's a couple of rooms, because they actually have an active garage down there, too. Mm-hmm. So they had things like uh, a Benz patent wagon. I have no idea what that is. First car in the world. Real? Oh, okay. Arguably. Oh, my God. There's, there's some right. space. I mean, the, that one, I think, was actually a replica. Okay, yeah. If I yeah. remember right, but... So then they had like a Model T and then they had some custom like Chevrolets and, and then it gets into like, there's weird stuff. Like there's uh, a De Tomaso Pantera owned by Elvis. Oh, And when wow. it didn't start, he got angry and shot it. So there's bullet holes in it. In okay, the that's really cool. And then there's, there's Saddam Hussein's limousine. <laughs> no, are you serious? There's, there was a, a Cadillac built in Mexico for the Pope. And yeah. it, was never, it was blessed but never used because it's open. 
Oh wow! They never really? used it because they figured you know, some it, would take dangerous. them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. And then there's like there's old race cars. So it's, so it's not just really nerdy stuff. They've got some like stuff that everyone can kind of get something. everything. Yeah, it, they cover everything. Yeah, right. There's wow. uh, cool. like Ed Roth hot rods. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, I don't even know what to tell you. There's just so much of like so many crazy things that like it blows your mind. There's open wheel indie cars next to like uh, the first Porsche 911. Whoa. Nice. That's right? pretty cool. Which so was a, actually a, a 901 until they got sued by Volvo. I don't remember. Somebody sued them because yes, that number was yeah. used somewhere else. So it became the 911. Interesting. Yeah. I never knew that. My they have the gold DeLorean. Gold DeLorean? There's, there's two gold-plated DeLoreans in the world. Really? Yeah. One is there, and one is at, uh, I want to say it's like Jarez or something. It's in Vegas. There's a car museum in Vegas. What, from like factory it was gold? Or, yeah. oh my god, oh, what the hell? Yeah, and the one they have at the Peterson was used um, as a promo in some bank in New York or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, gold-plated DeLorean. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's I've ridiculous. actually never seen a DeLorean, speaking of, like, ever. You've never no, seen I've one? I've never seen a DeLorean. Speaking of the DeLorean, what's up with the front bumper, like, never matching the car? There's, like, two different grays there. Is it plastic? It's probably plastic. But, like, regardless of restoration or every, anything, they always have, like, a, a gray front bumper and then, a, like, a shinier hood and rest yeah, of body. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the bumper is probably just... Because the, the body is stainless steel, right? That was their, their gimmick. Their big thing. And yeah. so the bumper is probably just, like, a plastic cover or it's something different. And they can't match right? it. Well, yeah. they don't want to put stainless there because it doesn't take impact so no. good. <laughs> It reminds me of both of my MR2s I've owned. <laughs> the front bumper is just like yeah, five shades different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's common. Apparently oh. they're supposed to... I know you were talking about Peterson here, but apparently the DeLoreans are supposed to be maybe coming back. There was yeah. like some concept art for the new one. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, so what, what the story behind this, these new DeLoreans is, there's actually a DeLorean motor company still in business. Yeah, I heard about that. And yeah. so they, they sell parts and they fix cars, right? But there's, there's been a new law passed in the States that allows a small number um, car manufacturer, right? So if you build a car and to sell it to people, it's going to have to be crash tested and airbags and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're just like a guy in a shop and you build 10 cars, they'll be like, you know what? It's 10 cars. Just build them. Wow. So, that, wow. You know, so, so that's, you know, like, Interesting. It's, it's not for sure yet. But, I mean, that's something that the DeLorean Motor Company is counting on so they can start producing brand new 1980 DeLoreans. Yes. That's pretty cool. And there's, there's I mean, there's lots of other companies out there that want to do stuff like that too, right? Right. Like, like Jonathan Ward at Icon. Yeah. Because, yep. I mean, the FGs that he creates, I mean, I don't know how much original FG is left in there. Right. right? And it's probably right. just easy for, easier for him to just build it. Like, maybe he has to have a frame with a VIN on it. Yes. Yeah. Right? So if he can just make his own, it probably makes his life a lot easier. Yeah. Right. What 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 were those things that you guys did? You guys go to the auto show this year? Yes. What were those? I think they were Land Cruisers or something that were complete. It was kind of the same. I, I mm-hmm. along the same lines as uh, what Icon was doing. Just basically like a completely brand new. Yeah. Like Land Cruiser. It looked like unreal. Absolutely stunning. But I anyways. The Defenders I, maybe. Like Land Rover Defenders. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about? It was the Defenders. Yeah. yeah, they stopped making stupid. them again, though. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. they stopped. They're done for good now. Yeah, they're done for good now. There's a couple. You can actually get the Defenders. Uh, the one I would buy. They're so expensive. But the one, if I had the money, I'd buy the 007. They have, because in which one? One of the 007 movies, I had one for like a chase scene brief in the beginning. 
And so Range Rover said, screw it. And or Land Rover said, screw it. And they built a couple of uh, 007 series or edition ones. But then there's a company in England that uh, takes them and like lifts them. It's like really yeah, cool. Like, like Bowler or something, right? There's a couple. Yeah, like, right, they modify yeah, it and right. sell them. Yeah, and they, <clears throat> they actually look really cool. But Defenders are top-notch. Mint. They yeah, look it's unreal, to too. It's what I learned to drive on when I was like <laughs> way too young. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Younger than would be legal, than would be legal here. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it's on a farm, right? So, oh, yeah. And like my buddy had one, so he's like, "Yeah, go for it, stick shift." Don't you it. wish you had a farm when your license got taken away? <laughs> private, private property, private yeah, property. Okay. <laughs> Don't listen to the cornfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forza Horizon, real life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Kevin. Yes. Speaking of uh, Forza, the Forza mode is part. Yeah. Um, do you see VR coming to Forza at all? In the near future, I don't. Maybe in the next uh, generations of their games, but not right. this one. This right. is the first time they've come to PC, so I think that was a big step for them. So maybe further down the road. I know Oculus and Microsoft have some things going on together, but oh, do, oh, probably. You know what? It's to compete against PlayStation, PlayStation VR, yeah, they're gonna be like, gotta shoot you down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested about this place. Like, PlayStation I try VR. It. Yeah. Is it like? Have you heard anything? If it's any good. Um, the content is not as good as what there is for PC, yeah. but it's also like a lot cheaper to get into that. Right. So, so Russ, mm-hmm. you just had your first, um, I think, your first yep. VR experience. Yep. Well, no. <laughs> Kevin said the two, and I was like, I remember Virtual Boy. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I've I heard of Virtual heard of Boy. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've heard of it. Heard I have of no it. idea what yep. it is. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Yep. There shows my age. Nintendo came out with this thing called Virtual Boy, right? Okay. And it was this little stand that you could like put your head up to, like kind of like the VR thing. And they had a bunch of games, right? But it was it was all in red. Everything was red. It was very poor graphics. And this would have been like ninety five. Okay. Six. Okay. So I was barely talking. The problem was everybody (laughs) everybody got sick playing this thing, right? They all get dizzy, and yeah, it didn't didn't last long. Oh my god! So this is like just. Just coming back to the, the old Not times. even close. No? Okay. <laughs> How was it? What are your thoughts driving on the Nürburgring in a Boxster, I think it was? Uh, yeah, I was in the Boxster on the Nürburgring, and uh, I died. <laughs> <laughs> I think I died. Kind of feels that way sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> but uh, no, it was definitely cool. I'd definitely love to do more of it. But it's, it was really... Um, at first, because you, know, you get in, and like, when you, the game starts, I'm just sitting in the car, and it stopped. And then you, know, you start looking around, and... Hey, mm-hmm. this is pretty sweet, right? Yeah. And then you start driving, and I kind of feel dizzy. Like, you know, like you can move your head and you move your body, and like it's a weird feeling. Yeah, like it's yeah. I think it's because like your eyes are like I'm moving, moving, but, but my body's not ears feeling like move, I'm right? sitting still. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. your brain's kind of getting mixed signals. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, at this point, do you still get any like? odd motion sickness kind of feeling none at all no. like people talk a lot about getting your vr legs which is basically just not getting that motion sickness anymore and definitely when i would play at the very beginning i would get sick i get like massive headaches and they'd last for two hours or so wow but like you get completely used to it and you know. <laughs> just gotta push through yeah. the pain yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's worth it yeah for sure oh that's it's, awesome i think so i thought it was, it was fantastic yeah oh yeah VR drifting is something that uh, <laughs> I feel like, like, that's why I really want to just get some sort of big open 
block of pavement, such as, you know, mm-hmm. where you guys do autocross at the Pitt Meadows Airport. We should um, just go to autocross. Because <laughs> no, I actually want to see, like, in from Kevin's perspective, whether the VR drifting and the feedback mm-hmm. will translate even the slightest bit over to real life. Yeah. Very I, curious to see, like, or to put together some actual test that you can put mm-hmm. numbers down and be like, yeah, it actually does something, right? Yeah, I because, I, okay, Kevin, you're really good drifting and stuff on vr like just yeah. in general you're really good with vr thank you <laughs> <laughs> i want to put you in a car like you were saying and just yeah. like yeah yeah because i feel like it would be like maybe one or two runs just to get used to like the actual like, real versus vr and then you'd probably be just as good mm-hmm. in real life as you are in vr yeah i think after a day of doing it i would be super yeah. good i it definitely helps like no questions at all like even before vr i just had the wheel and i was playing on the screen and just like knowing how to move the wheel to make the car act the way you want it to is super helpful yeah in a in a non-destructive look like setting where you don't need to worry about your tires like right getting destroyed or yeah you know axle snapping or (laughs) hitting a curb (laughs) shut up (laughs) From, from what i've read about like driver training like, seat time is the most important thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But they say that any sort of uh, replay, whether it's through a game or even just sitting in your chair at home, eyes closed, picturing the sights and the sounds, still helps. All oh, of it helps, right? Wow, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Right. Yeah, so that, like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, with the VR, like, you got a steering wheel, you got three pedals, you got the actual shift stick, yeah. and you kind of... you don't. The only thing that's missing is physics. Yeah. Which... You could argue is a very large part of driving and smell, <laughs> and smell. Yeah, yes, my burning oil. <laughs> it sounds smell. crazy, but it, it makes a difference, right? Yeah, like what you see, smell, all your senses. It all it all makes a difference, yeah. right? Because you're like, oh, I could smell my clutch. I should do something different there. <laughs> or you smell brakes, right? Yeah, like yes. if you were doing circuit racing. Yeah, oh. like at some point you gotta like slow down a bit. Maybe sooner. conserve conserve some brakes, conserve tire, whatever. Yeah, yeah. or so, like grinding mm-hmm. of a gear or something, or. Yeah. They have that in the VR. Oh, really? Oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I did lots of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. I kept shifting, and I was like, why is it grinding? Why do I want to go into gear? Use the clutch. I've never done that in a video game. That's so good. <laughs> we raced, uh, last time we did VR Rust, we did a, uh, we raced, basically, just like time trial, right? We mm-hmm. you took turns uh, on the uh, Nürburgring uh, GP circuit in an F1 car. I don't know if it was like, Ulrich, you picked the F1 car. Was it like the newest? Of, uh, I think you, yeah, it was the you? Ferrari's newest F, like Yeah, it's so the V6. Car. 1.6 liter mm-hmm. twin uh, single turbo. turbo sorry no it's mental i bet <laughs> Just, like it's impossible to control <laughs> nah. even, even in vr it's like the problem with those cars is the turbos because it's they they do a pretty good job with like the curse system the energy recovery systems and kind of getting rid of like boost lag but mm-hmm. it's still there and like the turbos are so like those engines make so much boost that regardless of what you do before there when the turbo comes on, it's like, holy shit. So, versus a V12, which is just, it's almost more of a linear, Much more linear power yeah. curve, right? That's the biggest pain with those cars. Yeah, yeah. so with the turbo, you really got to plan when, when, when and, and where. Yeah. yeah. Lots of spinning out on the first two laps, <laughs> two or three laps. Like, it's so much. It's good, though. You can actually feel, like, progressively feel that i mean you could feel it in a normal video game too when you're just playing the downforce like when you're going Mm -hmm. 60 miles an hour versus like 160 miles an hour but you can really feel it in vr and then after like at the end i think our lap times were cut down by like at least five seconds a lap at least wow and like 
getting progressively the same times over and over again. Yeah, like our times were also not that far apart. Mm -hmm. Not that that's that different. No. No big deal, that's more driver a bit. (laughs) Russ, you're the only one who's actually, like, been on any sort of, like, you know, timed or, like, not a public road pushing a car. (laughs) (laughs) A closed course. Other than a drag strip, but, like, actually, like, gripping and cornering Mm -hmm. and braking and Mm -hmm. stuff. Driving. uh, yeah. Do do you find though? Do you find any of that helps you become a better like daily driver? So absolutely. To speak? Yeah. Absolutely. There's no question in my mind at all that it makes you a better driver. Just from it, like <clears throat> being more perceptive or uh, perceptive planning and um, emergency maneuvers. That's probably mm, the biggest one. Right. Because right? if I go out and spend a day uh, having your car right on the limit of adhesion and exceeding it, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. yeah. then you know you know what happens when you exceed it. Yeah. And you know what yeah. if I spin out once or twice or ten times in a day, then whatever, I killed a couple of cones. Yeah. It's fine, right? But <laughs> you know, but you know how like, it reacts. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. you can learn how to react to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like the, you know, you get some snap over steers, so you just like plant your foot and kind of correct the steering a bit and hope for the best. But I mean like whether, you know, why I go out and practice it once a month at autocross or like, you know, you somebody buys their Mark two day one and it's raining and they I'm going to learn my limits right now. <laughs> yeah. First night I had my first MR2 definitely spun out. Yeah. Also, front end went up onto a curb. It was, yeah. it was good. You just love curbs. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But all my MR2s have been stock ride height. So, or well, actually my first one was on like lowering springs, but it was like not really lowered at all. So I cleared the curb perfectly fine, which was good. Um, but I, fi- I figure like, the reason why I ask that question is because, especially in the snow and the cold, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the reasons why we run into just terrible drivers, terrible drivers, is because people are just nervous. And they don't, especially in BC and Canada, North America in general, actually, the, just the driver training is not up to there par. There is no driver training. There, yeah, exactly. There, there, there is no there. actual training. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I feel like stuff like that, like yeah. even doing autocross for a day would be super beneficial in just being yeah. like comfortable in, okay, like... That wasn't so bad. Like it, yeah. it's not you're not diving into the unknown, right? Right. Because yeah, so many people just if you just grab someone off the street and they don't like if you ask them, well, what does a different tire compound do? They wouldn't even know yeah. that. I mean, how many people would even know that you oh you get different tire compounds? Like I know I have yeah. to put winter <laughs> tires on, but why they don't know, right? Yeah. Tread pattern, like stuff like that. So many people don't get that, and I think like like yeah that that should because it's. It's part of the safety, right? Yep. If you know mm. how and what and just know more about it, then you can be more safe about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then we all wouldn't have to hate on ICBC so much because they keep jacking up rates because people keep crashing. In theory, yes. <laughs> in theory, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is all in theory, obviously. Yeah. And that is also why I feel like you see uh, ends on the back of uh, McLaren 12Cs in <laughs> negative five degree weather <laughs> with summer tires on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? It's like, uh, that might not be a good idea. That's why we have traction control. <laughs> yes. That's why, that's why now we'll have automatic braking. And, yeah, yeah, that's true. And then eventually autonomous cars. Yeah. How do you feel about autonomous cars? Well, I don't look forward to it. No, I mean, I do and I don't. Mostly bad. not. Mostly not, yeah. <laughs> because I don't want it, but yeah. I want other people to have it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Isn't that the funny part, though? It's like, right? even, even if it was just a scenario where highways like the 99 or the 1 or down in the States, the 5 would just be autonomous only. There's times where it would be fantastic, right? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah like, like you, you, you pick up your phone, you call the car, and you'd be like, I'm shit-faced, drive me home. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty no, much. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? 
to me it doesn't really matter i i wouldn't buy an autonomous vehicle and i don't see them enforcing it everyone needs to drive an autonomous vehicle there's always going to have to be the option to be able to drive your vehicle it's, it's yeah. going to be have to be all or nothing yeah right? but yeah like yeah. people are still going to need cars to go like on adventures and like drive down uh like logging roads and stuff like yeah. there's no car or camera that's going to be able to drive through that or like in heavy super heavy fog like there needs yeah. to be a human brain working there at some point and yeah. it's never going to be fully autonomous in my mind so i'm not really worried about it it's only better for people that don't know how to drive yeah 80 percent of the population yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. The, the thing that that kind of scares me about it is like who writes the programming code for that autonomous car and this is, it's a moral, moral question, right? Yeah. Because, like, if a car is in a panic situation, it has to veer left or right. One side is pedestrians, one side is the motorcyclist. And if you go forward, you die. Yeah. What does the car do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because if the car's planning to kill me, I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the ultimate question. You know? Yeah. Or, like, there's the age old question of, like, a stroller. Yeah, like the same thing. Same, stroller, same idea, right? some mother lets her stroller for some reason with a baby <laughs> in it going across the road. Yeah, but I don't want to die. Yeah, no. Yeah. Why is you, why are you pushing your <clears throat> pram in front of my car? Like, <laughs> but the the one time uh, last year we drove a P eighty five D, and I mean that that car in in terms of like torque and speed is like a whole other thing. But just oh, yeah. the autonomous driving aspect of it was very very like unsettling and very like I'm gonna keep my hands hovered over this wheel <laughs> at all times, even though like it's. It's, I mean, it's changing, and you can see on the little screen, you can see, oh, it recognized that other car, and, like, it could see you kind of drifting in the lane a little mm-hmm. bit, but at the same time, and it's in the video that we put out, I, I pushed it, because I wanted to see what, okay, what is this capable of, and it was just this slow, like, 30 kilometer an hour corner in a residential area, and I just let it off, and then it starts kind of turning, and then it's just like, beep, boop, and it just turns off, and keeps going straight, <laughs> and I'm like, I immediately, like, if I was reading a newspaper or something, <laughs> like, <laughs> the car's in a ditch. Yeah. Like it's it's that it's still very. It sounds primitive. like you have to pay more attention to the self driving, right? It's almost <laughs> like yeah, it's almost yeah. more terrifying or more dangerous. Well, right now as well, it it only reads road lines. So if there's no road lines at all, it can't do anything. So probably in that situation, there was no road lines in the residential or turn. worn out or yeah, exactly. Because then you have yeah. to be really strict on road maintenance too. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and like. For when it snowed here a couple of days ago, oh, all the road lines are covered, so obviously <laughs> yeah, no cars are going to be able to drive, yeah. except for people that still know how to drive. <laughs> like 30 years down the road, there's going to be people that haven't driven for 20 years because they're always relying on autonomous yeah. vehicles, potentially. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Or even when it rains, like I've noticed like yeah. my eyes are pretty crap, but well, at night. But like if it's yeah. a nighttime and it's like pouring rain out. Your Can't lights don't the light the road. It yeah. just reflects off. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. like seeing the lines is sometimes is like really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like hoping for the best while a car comes <laughs> towards you because all the rain yeah. on your windshield is like lit up and you can't see anything. So you're just like, well, I'll wait till I can see again. <laughs> I'll just let off a little bit and hope for the best. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also kind of a problem where like I know down in California, they have way more road reflectors on the streets than we do up here. Yeah. Like some streets in Vancouver and around the lower mainland, you'll be driving like at night in the rain and you there's zero there's nothing you, you can't yeah. see anything yeah. just a big open stretch of pavement with like six mm-hmm. lanes theoretically on it i think that's a snowplow issue as well though i was gonna say we that. don't yeah. we have snow here in california they uh, don't right. right so they never that's have why to they get started recessing off. those right reflectors right? yeah yeah because if a plow went over that's a cat true, eye it yeah. would just obliterate it pop them off yeah that makes sense but even like well 
Yeah, I guess. I was going to say, even here, we don't get much snow, but looking outside. <laughs> it's been snowing this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> See, that being said, with autonomous vehicles, do you think there will be a point in the next, like, let's say, like, 20 years where the numbers of, you know, us, people like us, automotive enthusiasts who like going out for a drive just for the sake of going out for a drive, do you think those numbers are going to start diminishing? Like, yep. do you think it's kids in has. high school it right now? Has. Oh, yeah, I think so. Sad. Yes. There's like there's 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 people I know that I talk to and they'll be like, oh, what are you up to? And I'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna go for a drive. Where are you driving to? I don't know. I'm just going for a drive. Why? What? Why would you? Why, why would you do that? <laughs> what do you mean? Why would I do that? Like, why do you go to a counselor for things that stress you out? Or why do you do this for stuff that stress you? Mm-hmm. Like, I go for a drive because it it's a form of stress relief or yep. it's a form of isolation too. Yeah. Yeah. But. It's yeah, it's definitely like there's not many people that I know. Like, if I took my overall friend group, mm. how many people like in everyone here? Like, how many people in your overall friend group are actually like into driving in the sense that you are? Not not many yeah. for me. Maybe no. half and half. Oh really? Yeah, that's a lot more than me. <laughs> because the half, the, you know, if they're not into cars, I'm usually no, I don't. Yeah. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if the conversation stops, they're like, oh, how was your week? Like, <laughs> So, and like perfect example, when we went to Penticton at the end of September, that was, I mean, for me at least, when I was like, hey guys, do you want to drive to Penticton? That was more of a like, do you guys want to drive to Penticton rather than like if we had taken a plane there or if that was like the plan, I would have been like, no, I'll just stay at home. Yeah. Right? It was more about the drive and like, sure, yeah. we stayed a couple nights in Penticton. Yeah. It was fun, but that's just kind of like a byproduct of taking these awesome roads. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. It's like you want to get there, but you want to get there because you know the drive there is fun mm-hmm. yeah yeah and walkie talkies make driving with friends like it's just great it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> i could always have such a hard time hearing the walkie talkie right because when i drive i want to drive with the music loud yeah okay so See, you're so I, one of those okay okay just interesting how I, do you drive without the radio oh my <laughs> honda fit always music on c63 yeah. maybe two or three times yeah, the music <laughs> 300 zx doesn't even have a radio so yeah i don't like music when i'm driving Oh no! I do, there's definitely times like when I, I'll have to pull over before I know there's an awesome stretch and be mm-hmm. like, "This is a song for this yeah. road," and then just <laughs> boom, just go for it. Yep. For me, there will nah. be times where like it's raining hard, so I'm like, "Okay, there's this turn coming up, and I'm gonna give a little bit of gas and drift it." So I'll like <laughs> pause, pause the song, do the corner, yeah, and then turn the music speed. back on. Yeah. <laughs> and you concentrate. That's, yeah, amazing. that's amazing. That's so good. Nah, for me, especially, like, you know when you get those, like, concrete barriers either side of the road? Especially in the C63. Yeah. Downshifts in that car sound insane. <laughs> so, music is always off and the windows are open. Yeah, yeah that like, same thing with Brah. tunnels, right? It's like, pause. Tunnel. Yeah. 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 Obli- obligatory <laughs> tunnel run. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, there's an underpass, um, like right where I live. So every time, right, or every time I go to Ulrich's house or anywhere near there, it's just like windows down, music, music yep. down. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, Kevin, is there any specific time that uh, we have to like wrap up here? Not at all. Okay, cool. Half an hour ago. <laughs> Get out! Oh, crap. Oh, God damn it! No, but yeah, there, there are certain things like that that, like, like you were, like we were talking about normal quote-unquote normal people who we don't like to be friends with um i mean they'll, they'll never really appreciate it they'll, they'll they'll never get it right and that's why like say i meet a new friend um and they've never driven manual transmission mm-hmm. immediately that night or that day i'm like at some point i want to teach you manual tra- i want to be that person to get you into 
driving manual. Even if you drive manual once and you don't drive it again for like six months. Mm -hmm. It's just that one little, hopefully that'll have an impact on you enough that it's like, okay, now I kind of can see like there's more to driving than just, you know, eating and having your coffee (laughs) and, you know, massage seats and yeah, and all that stuff. So like speaking of massage seats, it would also be kind of really nice to have two of the extremes, you know, like have your car that's mm-hmm. like, like Russ was saying, like it'd be in that sense. I could understand where if you had like an ultra luxurious self-driving car where, yeah, you could be shit faced or whatever. Just not worry about driving. Would be Enjoy fun. the trip, quote unquote. I mean, just talk to people or whatever, yeah. but then also have a car that's just pure driver car. When you think about it, like, Pretty much every car other than like an Atom or like a Lotus 7 is a compromise of something. Yeah. It's right? true. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, it'd be great if I could have 10 cars. Yeah. And, oh, you know, sure. they, from, you know, Aerial Atom to MR2 to, you know, LS460 and LFA. Or yeah. <laughs> Toyota Yaris or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Prius. They don't have to all be. No, that's not. <laughs> You're going not, too far. Not that much. Definitely not. Security. <laughs> security guard the, for, the newest prius is the ugliest car oh, on the face of the planet I second where to go second what's the ugliest mirai the hydrogen toyota mirai no there's uglier there's an ugly car that? i don't i can't even picture that right now you don't want just don't okay, okay. <laughs> there, there's a way ugly car it's a fiat uh the multiple that is hands down the ugliest car that's uh, ever yeah. been built. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Really? <laughs> oh, it's God, pretty hideous. God, yeah. Kevin, are you able to look this up quickly? I have no idea what the Fiat Multiple looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. And then, yeah. like, you get the you get the cars that people actually buy on a regular basis that are that are like, oh, why did you buy that? Kind of like the uh, the Juke, the Nissan Juke. Oh, in cool. my opinion, apparently the Nismo Juke is actually a very capable car. Yeah, apparently it's a good but... good driver, but never. Oh, that thing! Yeah. Oh no, that's oh. a picture of the multiply. Oh, that's what. Uh, if you're listening, you should Google it. Yeah, Jeremy Clarkson drove all those old ladies in on Top Gear. Yes, that yeah. is exactly right. what it is. Right. Yeah, <laughs> when they put the big mirrors on <laughs> and they painted it like that's one of the best episodes. I miss old Top Gear. Yeah. Have you wait? Good. Have you guys watched the Grand Tour? I've I watched the first. Three. I've watched them all. Can we talk about the Grand Tour? Of course. Kevin, have you watched the Grand Tour? I watched the first two episodes, oh, but that's fine. We can talk about it. I'm. <laughs> pretty disappointed i've only watched really? the first two as well i would say it does get better yes the okay. third episode by the third episode i was like this is actually like more what it was and uh, it's getting they're getting into their rhythm the first two i think they were just trying to showboat almost yeah so... second episode i other things caught my attention mm-hmm. and my di- my attention got diverted away from watching the second episode of the grand tour so if that yeah. speaks volumes to yeah. what the second episode was the first episode was like I was happy with it. You know, it was a good time. And, I mean, you say it gets better. It I would okay, assume yeah. the dynamic yeah. between them two would get better and more It does, right? So. It the does. second, I would say, is almost the worst one. They dragged yeah. it out too much. They, they, the yeah. skit that they had, they just kept so doing it. Kept, and I was like, okay, it was funny for the first five minutes. But this is like, now been half number, an hour. Number two, that thing. was the war training thing. Right? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah, that one that was the one. weakest one, I would say. But third and fourth, definitely, it, it starts getting stronger. It's worth the push through. Yep, I would agree. Yeah. Yes, I have the next two episodes uh, downloaded. From <laughs> 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 Amazon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. But um, that, that, their, their Stig, the American. Not a fan. Oh not, my God. Yeah. It's no, terrible. That's bad. Yeah. That's bad. And also, for yeah. the people who don't, like, who maybe didn't watch old Top Gear or whatever, they probably watch this and are like, 
why isn't he paying attention to the road? Like, how can they have consistent lap times when this guy's, like, saying stupid stuff? Yeah. And it kind of takes away from that, like, precision of, we don't know who this is, it's just a constant in the testing mm-hmm. of these cars. But now it kind of isn't that. Well, yeah. the stick was, like, a, a big character in the old Top Gear, right? Like, yeah. he wasn't... Yeah. You no, know, that was a big part of the show. It was I mean, definitely... I would consider him almost a host, in a sense. Kind of, right? He was... You know, there were four characters on that show, yeah. as yeah. I would call it, right? Yeah. yeah. And this one, it doesn't feel like that at all. No. Right? No, he's just a big, dumb idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, he plays one, but he, he isn't. If you look at that guy's history, oh, really? he's, he's, a, not... he's a no, yeah, well-respected, accomplished race. I mean, obviously, right? But Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's playing just... I think he's really like playing up the big, dumb American thing. Like yeah. I, I think from like the interviews and stuff, like he's a pretty well-educated, at least in cars and racing. Right? Yeah, right. He, he would have to kind of do yeah. the character up a little bit to do yeah. justice. Because well, uh, that's what I was thinking when I was watching... There's, I think it's the fourth episode where they put where he does the uh, BMW, the four series, the four, like the M4, M4 GTS. GTS. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and um, I was watching his racing line. Like it was the first, there's the first episode where I was actually watching his line and mm-hmm. stuff. And he actually, yeah, he's a he's a good driver. Yeah. Not like I'm not taking away from that. It's just his personality that he has on the show. Yeah. Not a fan. No, not a fan. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like the, it definitely does get better. It's definitely worth watching more of it. Right? That's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. It's like, I mean, I'll probably get bashed for this, but like American Top Gear, yeah. I really like that. Really? Okay. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually. I agree. You, you like kind the of last like, season or two, they were great, right? Because it was like the whole episode was just like one cheap car challenge. Yes. Right? Which was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I've never so. even seen any of them, to be honest, yeah. any of the American ones. Most of it is though. throwaway, but yes. a lo- there are there are a few episodes. No, like but what just you're saying. start from the newest and then go backwards. And then when it sucks, stop. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. It's a good strategy. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. That's good. I don't know the, the Grand Tour. It, it seemed like um, at least in the first episode, like they, they explain the premise and like, they're going to yeah. move the tent everywhere and blah blah blah. I mean, first off, perfect name for the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, they couldn't have picked a better name. Great. I think pr- the idea behind the show is awesome, right? It's it's basically just Top Gear yeah. um, on yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, in the first episode, they like they have it in America, but then they don't really do anything in America. Yeah, no, that happens like later too, because they're in England or something, and then the video is somewhere else. And, mm, yeah. Okay. Which I thought was kind of weird, right? Yeah. But the first two episodes, that struck me with the first two episodes was it wasn't really about cars. No. Yeah, the and first episode what, especially was... Yeah, and that's what annoyed me. But yeah. as it goes on, they start getting back into Top Gear doing stupid shit, yeah. but car-related. Right, yeah. right. It's good. You should keep watching. Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh, I, I, don't have, I didn't have any uh, like intention of stopping, right? right? But at the same time... Yeah, don't go like, back to number two. Yeah. Just go to number three. Okay, yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Do the guests stop dying? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's still terrible. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. quite get the point of that. No. Maybe if it's like they're just kind of having a jab at BBC. I think a lot of the show is they're just having yeah. a jab at BBC yeah. for sure. But, yeah, but yeah, that that bit's kind of weird. Was <laughs> the first time it happened? I was like, oh, okay, and then it kept. And then happening. it happened like three times in the show. Yeah, yeah. like oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> we we get it. <laughs> like I want to see yeah. Jeremy Clarkson like hooning some car around yeah. the track, like lots of tires, giant smoke, smoky. Right? Yeah, oh, it, it happens. Right? Yeah. yeah. In a very nice car. I'm not going to spoil that for you. Okay. You know what the best part is about all of this, though? Now we have two high-budget automotive shows. That's the That's best great. part. That's great. And you, Chris Harris is on like I'm, actual Top Gear I'm now. really curious to see that new Top Gear without Chris Evans. Yes. Yeah. Because so like, all those other guys, they're great. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the new one. Like, at all. It? It? <laughs> no, it's not worth it. I, I would say just wait till the next season. Because that, okay. that Chris Evans guy, I, I really didn't care for him. And then when they did the, where they brought out the two celebrities and talked to them. Right, Those yeah. were painful, painful, painful sequences. Yes, yeah. Oh. Just awkward or... Yeah, because they had Is each it, of the yeah. guests read something about the other guest. <laughs> and it was like, it was just terrible. Like, uh. these guys, they're obviously reading straight off the teleprompter. Yes. And it's like, yeah. it, was, it was so bad. Uh, it would be better to just kind of give them a piece of paper to right? read off just, of or just, just skip over that. And, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of those episodes with Chris Evans, like I watched a few of them, and definitely I think awkward is the a word that could be used to describe a lot of the sequences in there, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I don't know. I, I think the Chris Harris sequences that he did, even though they were in the first, like, however long, like he wasn't really, he didn't really appear in much of it for the no, very beginning. Um, and when he did, it was very short. And like, if you go back to his YouTube channel, his YouTube stuff, way better yeah. so it's like him and like maybe two or three camera guys yeah. unlimited cars. freedom yeah. just cars yeah. really nerdy stuff like you can talk as nerdy as possible whereas Top Gear is like and the Grand Tour obviously they're scripted shows yeah. at that budget level you kind of you have to have a scripted show almost um, it's also a much broader audience so they can't yeah. be te- talking technical stuff as much yes. yeah that's true yeah because, yeah, with Chris um, Chris Harris, it's like you watch it because you know he's a car nerd and he's a really good driver and you want to, like, actually get in, not a review of the car, but you want to get, like, the in-depth sort of, like... And see him destroy tires. And see him destroy right. tires. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. probably the number one reason <laughs> yeah. well, for his fame, right? There's that one, um, <clears throat> what's that car documentary on Netflix? Uh, you showed it to me, actually. Uh, the one that uh, JF did uh, the that Chris Harris is in. The hypercar? Yes. yes. One? Yeah, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Apex. Apex. Yeah, Apex, right. Apex. And that one where he, where Chris Harris drifts the P1. Right. Like he does that one at the Abu... Is it Abu Dhabi circuit, I think? I think so, Abu yeah. Dhabi at, so. Abu Dhabi at night, where he's just, like, sliding the P1 yeah. around. Like, that's why I like watching Chris Harris. Because yes. yes. he does that. That was awesome. Yeah. 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 That was a very good great, show as well, by the way. Great movie. Or great documentary. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a... That, that I found when I was watching it is to get back to the, like a whole like people that don't get driving cars that would be a very if someone is like i don't understand why you're into cars but i want to because they have to mm-hmm. want to understand but if that would be a very good documentary to sit someone down and say watch this this is why i like cars because it goes a lot into the <laughs> yeah yeah and did it work i i showed my parents i was like hey yeah. you guys do you want to watch this and they're like, eh, not really, but I'm like, you're going to watch this. <laughs> well, I'm putting it on the TV. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like, some of the stuff for the average person is very mm-hmm. fascinating, right? Because it is people like Christian Von Koenig's age. Yeah. We're doing these things that I was like, wow, like, this is what goes into this? Like, I had no idea, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. So it's is... all this, like, behind-the-scenes crazy stuff. And just, like, even, like, uh, listening to Horatio, like, mm-hmm. talking about the passion behind cars and, like, where he gets, like, the whole aspect of why you're into cars or why I enjoy being around cars. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, I like speed. Well, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's part of it, right? But. Yeah. 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 There's a lot more to it. There's a lot that cannot be captured, like you were saying earlier, in VR, that is, the, mm-hmm. that is basically the separating factor, you know, like the wind and the smells and the, all that stuff. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, it's but definitely I mean, coming. There's so much more to it in cars, right? The mechanical, the ownership, the... Yeah. The bond. The friends, like the people you meet. But yeah, the community. The yeah. Right? Yeah. There's so much to it that 
sometimes you can't put it into words, right? Like, yeah. you know, you get in the car on a Friday afternoon and you've been at work late, so what time you leave, it's summer and it's, you know, and like traffic's clear and... Give her. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like yesterday, I did not drive a car at all for the entire day. And that like mm-hmm. usually doesn't happen, but I was at home the entire day. Did not start out my MR2, did not go anywhere. Partially because the wheels are fucked, but partially <laughs> because I was just, I didn't really, like, I was at home, right? Um, and that was just, so this morning, it was even more of an event to be like, oh, I get to start it up today. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I get to go for a drive, even if it was just like across town. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good thing. Yeah. 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 Speaking of MR2s and pieces, <laughs> I took my car apart again. Again? Okay. So that is happening. Okay. So is it, this is a yearly event. It shouldn't be. And it's not, a pla- not, not normally a yearly event. I had the, the drive turn out last year, which is the first time I've had it out since I swapped it. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And now I have it out again this year. So last year was a... That was for the diff, correct? Uh, in theory, yes. Okay. That's how it started. Okay. It started with the differential, which turned into a transmission rebuild, which turns into like shaving the engine bay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, wow. and then turned into a destroyed fifth gear, which turned into a fifth gear rebuild. Oh, gosh. Oh, Two days God. before leaving for a Toyota Fest. Um, That's pretty impressive, actually. <laughs> two yeah, days. It was, the, it was two days, three days. The Friday, it was the Friday before, I was driving over the Alex Fraser Bridge and lost fifth gear. And then I found out that the snap ring on the Opa Chap had backed off and got caught up and destroyed some stuff. Well, what, is that, what does that feel like? Just losing fifth gear. What you ever been kicked in the nuts real hard? <laughs> yeah. <for laughs> By sure. a girl that's breaking up with you at the same time? It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot like that. <laughs> Just before she throws the hot coffee in your face. <laughs> That's very detailed. <laughs> Has this happened to you before? <laughs> so, so that was that was pretty bummer. Oh, it's man, like, but it's like it's the engineer brain in me. It's like okay, so what? Because it was it would pop out and then I put it back. Right. And the first time I was like, well, that was fucking weird. Maybe I just didn't put it in all the way. Yeah. yeah. Put it back in and then it popped out again, again, and, and then it became more frequent. And I was like, oh boy. So wait, do you just have to drive home and forth the whole way? Yes. Oh, okay. That sucks. <laughs> with, with, it does. With the MR2, it was really lucky because fifth gear is the MR2. Well, the MR2 transmission is the case is in three pieces. One is clutch and bell housing. Right. And then one is the center section, which has one to four plus reverse. And then fifth is a little cap on the end. Oh. Right? And it's just, just bearing separation. Right. right. So where they place the bearing on the shaft. So it ends up the fifth is just on the end. Mm-hmm. So it contained all the broken stuff in there. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's which awesome. was like the best case scenario right. for the worst case scenario. Unlike right. uh, right. Kevin's experience where there's just pieces just falling out from right. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that happened on a Friday and we left for Toyota Fest on the Tuesday. Oh my God. God. So were you, you were just like, just racing to, yeah. I was like, fuck. And like, so I tried, yeah, took it all, went home, took it all apart. Yeah. And uh, I called up Ross because I had just, Actually, because I, I bought Mark's transmission, mm-hmm. the buggered one, and and I used I used the axles off of that, and I was going to put my old diff in his, put it back together, and then resell it. Oh, okay. Yep. So I sold that stuff to Ross, and that's why I had to call Ross. I'm like, hey, Ross, you still got that transmission? <laughs> Can you do me a favor? I need some stuff. Oh, my God. So I borrowed the gear from that, put it back together on the Sunday, yeah. tested it Monday, left for Toyota Fest on Tuesday. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Playing with fire. A little bit. For yeah. sure. So there's a trend that I, from the outside, <laughs> um, Kevin, how many times did you work on your MR2 and what was said work? I fully rebuilt my engine twice in one year. 
starting with no mechanical experience. Which is actually really impressive. Kevin, really Kevin's impressive. like a wizard. Like, that is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's really a, cool. I was really impressed with that. That's an yeah. enormous yeah. undertaking. Yeah. It's literally the biggest, pretty much the biggest undertaking. Like, just short of restoring an entire car. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right? pretty yeah. much. Like. <laughs> Should body and paint next? We sold it. Yeah, I want to, like, do some body work. Like, some paintless dent, or, yeah, paintless dent removing. Yeah. I want to get, trying to get into that, just because I have a few spots on my Miata. And uh, then I want to learn how to roll fenders well, so I don't <laughs> nice. rub anymore. That's yep. easy. Well, here, here's the th- okay. Right. If you want a car to like practice on, mm. I need the fenders rolled on the 300 ZX. He does. And it's yeah, a 300 really ZX. Good, like yeah. I, I, it's me too. I don't care. Yeah, I'm so thinking if you want about a practice car. I'm thinking about buying a fender roller because you can buy one for like 150 bucks. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or rent one for like twenty five bucks a day. Yeah. So I, I was fortunate to be able to borrow one when I did mine. Oh, nice. Well, here's the thing, though: if you do buy one, you can rent and you good at it. Well, you can rent it out, or you can charge people and do it for them. Yeah, hundred bucks a side. <laughs> uh, it, it, the average price at a shop is forty bucks per, per fender corner. per corner. Yeah, wow, per corner, okay. yeah. It's not bad. Just charge no. thirty eight, and you're good. Undercut the market. Oh, drive to your house and do it in your driveway. Yeah, right. Wait, so Russ, you, you had no problems then on the way to Toyota Fest? You were good? Golden? Actually, I had one axle seal leak slowly. Oh, okay. And that uh, was it. That's not uh, a big deal. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. But, uh, yeah, that was it. That was one of those things where when Kevin and I were, well, and Ulrich was there too, when we were putting in, um, putting back my transmission on my hour two. More so Kevin. <laughs> putting in, well, you like, you just literally held up the transmission and like <laughs> guided it into place. Um, but when I was putting the axles in the next day, it was very like I wasn't like it. It felt like it was all the way in there, right? You could feel it kind of snap in, but then there was like just, there's you like go a, a little, little bit more. Bit. Yeah, it's like and then and then I got it, and I was yeah. like, oh, I I was going to leave it like that, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't know any better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah so that's what I was going to get to as well. So like, Russ, you've done um, multiple amounts of engine work, given you've done a swap. Mm-hmm. So Kevin. You've rebuilt yours twice, or you had rebuilt yours twice. Russ did an engine swap, so that's kind of not the same. And then, I just did clutch though. Like that's not. That's like it's a pretty big thing. Like it's still a big job. It's the biggest job I've you ever dropped, done. Like, like the whole like yeah. I every... could I couldn't have done it without Kevin. We did not open the owner's manual once the entire time, <laughs> taking everything apart. And I was like, oh my god, this is great. Just remember where those <laughs> bolts go, will you? Yeah, yeah. There's actually I still have like three bolts that are just not. There. <laughs> Weight reduction. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, but the worst thing happened, though. When I put everything back together, uh, it wasn't the worst thing, but the, the starter, we tried to get the starter. We had lots of trouble getting off. It was just probably never been taken off. Um, but anyway, so put everything back together. Go to start it up. Does not turn. It's just the, the starter just goes ding, ding, ding. It's not actually doing mm-hmm. anything. Um, so then it was it was like, what, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sleep. I got up super early the next morning, and then I'm looking at the, the diagram in the owner's manual. of wh- wh- There's only like two or three connections on the starter. Two, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the ground and the whatever else. And then I'm like, I connected the ground, I think, to the wrong bolt. Oh. <laughs> so it literally just wasn't grounded. So I had to take off the intake, and then I put it in like, if this doesn't start, I, I literally don't know what to do. And it started, and I was like, yep, we're good. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> start or burn it to the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty yeah. much. When I was putting my MR2 engine back in for the last time, I had the full engine in, and I was putting in the two bolts for the um, engine mount. Mm-hmm. And I have a very small crack and hole in my 
timing belt cover. Right, right. And the friggin' bolt fell oh, in no. the hole <gasps> into the <laughs> timing oh. belt area. So I had to drop the entire engine again to remove <laughs> the plastic to get the one stupid bolt out. <laughs> And put it all Wait, back. You in. have to drop the engine to take off. Oh, right, of course. There's a timing side, belt. Right? Yeah. Because there's yeah. like that much room in between the intercooler and the timing belt cover. Yeah. That is. How how <laughs> upset yeah. were you at that point in time? Or I was some... it just like, whatever? No, I was pissed. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like, it's an extra like four or five hours of work. Yeah. And it's not like it's easy work in the sense of like oh just undo a few bolts it's like yeah. it's physically demanding yeah, yeah. crap as well like <laughs> without all this with a lift by the way too yep. yeah yeah how did yeah. you manage that we reinforced the garage with like wood and we basically connected the mr2 to the roof of the garage and winched it up <laughs> that's so <laughs> awesome yeah, that's pretty cool. That's so no cool. No big deal. Yeah, yeah no big deal. <laughs> I'll show you some photos later. It's pretty cool. And folks, yeah, Kevin has like, I'll, I'll link some. Somehow, I'll, you should put some up on like, I don't know what website. And I'll put them in the description of the podcast. But photos, because like Kevin will take apart stuff on like when he's doing his engine rebuild and stuff. And then just take like unreal looking photos oh, yeah? of everything. <laughs> and just like the shattered piston. It's that like, wow, this, this is an art piece. Like, yeah. this is yeah. great. And the front of the motor with the cam gears. Yeah. And the belt of it. Yeah. Where everybody on the MR2 Everybody keeps reposting like, that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone uses the surf iPhone wallpaper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it works. So, Kevin, are you done with the MR2 life for good, do you think? Or are you, or are you ever going to come back? Do you want to come back? For me, like, fuel is, like, a really big thing for me. Like, one of the, my biggest pet peeves is paying for something that you already own. Like... That's why a phone was always such a big, stupid thing for me. Like, I didn't have a cell phone until my second year of university. Like, I didn't want to buy something and have to continually pay for it. And mm -hmm. that's what fuel is for cars. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. So, like, that's also the reason I, like, I don't go on big drives and stuff, because I don't yeah. want to pay for fuel. So, yeah. if, I, if I can get past that, I'll go back to something more crazy. But at this point, I can't see myself buying something after the Miata at the moment just because it's getting such amazing fuel economy and it's mm. a fun car. So so would you ever then buy like a hybrid or something? Yeah, definitely. Fair enough. Like if I could afford a Tesla Roadster, nice. Right. I would be down mm -hmm. for sure. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's honestly just that fact that you have you don't like the fact that you have to keep paying for something. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. really annoying. Yeah. yeah. No, I can understand yeah. that. It's like when you drive, uh, I don't know how your car is. I'm actually really curious how that V6 is on gas. But if if like, if like I'm driving my car, if I'm just commuting on the highway, you know, and I can go, if I really, if I really, really try, I can go a few days without hitting boost at all. Oh, um, I don't have that kind of willpower. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> like a day or two. And I can get like pretty good fuel economy, like definitely above 20, like 22 miles to the gallon. But then if I'm, you know boosting everywhere it's you can watch the gas gauge drop it's the mr2 turbo does not get good gas mileage at all so i see where you're coming from kevin yeah because <laughs> i was also sometimes. driving in just stop and go traffic in very hilly areas i was getting around 16 to 17 miles per gallon which yeah. is like so bad unacceptable and yeah. in the miata i'm getting around 28 to 30 so yeah i know when i switched to the re71r the bridgestone autocross tire mm -hmm. that knocked between four and five miles per gallon off seriously Whoa. wow so you're telling me that because i went from like all seasons to like sticky performance tires 
that make a difference? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you got more friction to overcome, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Right? yeah. See, uh, none of you can talk about fuel economy because I have a 6.3 liter V8. <laughs> hey, I had a grand marquee, man. That was like, oh, oh, five I guess because that's like old school technology as well. At least I got like new ECU and stuff. Burning oil, misfiring, like, all the things that do not help fuel 4,000 pounds. Like, yeah. Oh, when I had my all track, I went, I remember one day it snowed quite heavily. So I topped it off. I had more boost. I was running 94 octane. Mm-hmm. And I blew through 80 bucks in gas in a day and a half doing donuts in mall parking lots. <laughs> I mean, I can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Fun that's, though. That's brutal. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. But yeah, that's what like I, I can get what you're saying, Kevin, because like my next car, I wouldn't necessarily base it off of fuel economy, but I can definitely guarantee that my next car, I will have that. Like that'll, I've never really thought about that before, or I have, but I've been like, ah, whatever, who cares? But my next car will definitely have that more in mind. More I still want a fun yeah, car, yeah. but yeah. definitely keep that in mind because yeah. it's like at a point it becomes like the most important, like the most expensive thing about your car. Yeah. Like, I would be spending, like, $4,000 a year in gas on my MR2. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. That's heinous. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy. interesting. For, for my daily life, I should really own a Volt. Yeah. Right? My yeah. commute to work is 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's a perfect car. So, like, I get in the car, fire it up, I get to work, it's warm, and I shut it off. I leave work, it's cold, I get home, it just starts to get warm, I shut it off again. To- uh, top it off with gas, like, maybe every couple months. Like, right? <laughs> Yeah. You're good. And this is why I want a 918. <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yeah, <laughs> or, an, or an NSX. Mode. Or an NSX. And it's four-wheel drive for the snow. Yeah. 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 yeah no, that, yeah. You just hybrid mode and off yeah. you go. Don't even have to start it. That's so great. But when you do start it. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you guys uh, should email roadsandtraveledshow at gmail.com. Give Send me Kevin gas cards. Su- yeah, well, that too. <laughs> Start a GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> send, or, yeah, send ideas for Kevin for like a future you know, fun car that also has fuel in mind. There, there are going to be so many options in the next like, five, ten years. There already are, but there are going to be a lot more options. Mm-hmm. Of, you, know, you can get decent fuel economy and have a lot of fun. Especially the trickle-down effect of technology with like the luck, yeah. well, not so much luck, already, but with these like, hybrid cars that have come out recently. Mm-hmm. The trickle-down effect, like there's going to be cheaper sports cars that are going to take that as an advantage for sure. Mm-hmm. It'll also be interesting for swaps in the future, like because oh, I'm yeah. sure I right. can swap an, a newer engine into the Miata that's more efficient and have like way more horsepower. Yeah, yeah. like you can put the Ford 1.3 in there. Yeah, it wouldn't the have power. No, no, no. The 1.3 from like the Festiva in like the 90s. Oh, yeah. oh. You'd okay. have the economy. That's true. Well, and like, as long as you held your speed, your momentum, <laughs> you could still have fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, actually, there's another thing. Like speaking about technology, um. With uh, Christian von Koenigsegg, where they have that electronic or, yeah, the electronic cams. Well, it's not really a cam. It's just, like, the valves are electronic. And with that, you have an infinite, essentially an infinite cam range. But what he said is that increases power by 30% and increases efficiency by 30%. So you're getting way more power and the engine's becoming more fuel efficient. Because you don't have to compromise on cam timing, right? Yes. So, like, it's, you know how your your Hondas have VTEC. So it's basically, like, your, like, a standard cam and your... Race cam, for lack of a better word, right? Yep. But with this thing, you have you can fit, you can cover everything. Every situation, the cam will be perfect. It's yeah. When Ulrich was telling, Ulrich was the first but, like person that actually was telling me about that, and my, my mind was just that's when I was like, this guy is insane. Like that that is some serious like because we were talking about this a little. We kind of touched on it on the, this last podcast, and we were talking about how all this 
this these the money and the resources are being put towards you know the hybrid technology mm. the electric stuff and people have kind of forgot that you know there's still more to be done with the combustion engine oh yeah definitely a lot to be done and that, that camshaft is like it's a massive thing that yeah i mean that would be amazing yeah. so is it not something that's rotating then is it just something nope. that's poking really fast it's, it's, with timing imagine like it's like the valve that you have now a little actuator but it's yes yeah, a solenoid actuator so it can vary how long it's open right. and how far it opens. It's crazy because that seems like such a simple idea yes. that no one's just thought about yet. Thought yep. about, but come to market, right? Like being able to move that, that actuator as fast as you can. Because right. when you think about if my car fuel cut is 8,300 on that Acura. Wow, okay, yeah. yeah. So those valves got to move pretty damn quick. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, with, with uh, Koenigsegg, the free valve, it's... Uh, pneumatic and mechanical spring in there so they right, use air okay. to, to move it right yeah activated by electricity yeah so. well yeah if when you like you were saying it seems like such a simple idea and then once you hear about this and then you think of a normal capture you're like this stuff is ancient yeah this is very <laughs> ancient ancient technology it's yeah. there's zero control over it's just a moving part that yeah it kind of sounds like know. the same technology as a speaker in a way with mm-hmm. pushing yeah, in and out based on electricity. Right, right. Hmm. Very cool. Well, what do you guys say? Was that a good podcast? Excellent. Shall we wrap up? I think that was a good podcast. I, yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. We covered a lot of stuff. Yep. Um, listeners, cover a few things. Hit us up on YouTube, obviously, Roads and Traveled. Uh, email us. We need to get more emails. Russ and Kevin are like the only, and they're on the podcast. They're like the only, buddy, the only people who write in. So we have no listener questions this week. Just, just right here. It's like you send you an email now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, hit us up. Uh, Roads Untraveled Show at gmail.com, and you can send in your questions, topics there. Uh, and you can hit us up on Facebook as well. Just search Roads Untraveled, and you can comment there or whatever. Um, new podcast every Wednesday, as always. Go give us a rating and review on iTunes. And uh, we have a lot. A lot of new listeners the last like two weeks two or three weeks we've had like the biggest growth we've seen so i think it's because cool. my comments on youtube yes definitely <laughs> helping kevin's always like oh i didn't know you guys had a podcast that's amazing <laughs> here's the link I right didn't here. See that. that's, awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's brilliant it's good anyways yeah hey thanks russ for coming yeah, out no problem my pleasure thanks kevin for uh hosting you're very welcome mm-hmm. thank and, you uh yeah thanks ulrich as always yeah <laughs> all right you guys we will see you next week peace take care